I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Mark Sean Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 ladies 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 there it is here we Still are froggy this morning here froggy, aren't you, boy? we are I listen I, I'm I, you know it's it's a good day you know uh you know God is working God is working always and, uh um I'm gonna go a little plug here. I'm gonna go a little plug here. I just before we jumped on, I uh, there's this company. They're called uh, God is Dope, and they sell a whole bunch of uh, uh, apparel. And I'm like, so I just I That's just fresh. That, yeah. that apparel is fresh. I need to get I my just, hands on some of that. I just invested in like 70 bucks worth. So did you? I went in there. They're doing like a hoodies 19.99 till like midnight. I'm like, okay. And then I went on there and like half their sizes are sold out already. I'm like, oh man. Is that so, that's not your is that's not your boys' company? No, no, that's no. It's a different no. one. Yeah, it's a different one. My boys' company is OGF. So that's uh, right. but no, yeah. Uh my uh my roommate has quite a bit of it and he's got some of the stuff too. So um yeah, different yeah. company, but yes. But uh, here we are. You got to plug them. Here we are. You got to plug them. That's a, that's a dope brand. So. What, what we got on the docket today, Joe? What we got? Well, um, you know, when you, you know, when you're in uh, like high school and uh, uh, there's a substitute teacher for the day and they come in, they watch your movies. Oh, yeah. We oh, got, we yeah. Got, we got a little. We got Those a little my favorite clip. days. Yeah, we got a little. We favorite got a little days. clip. We got a little clip for the people. For the people. The people. Well, yeah. And we'll start from there. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll expand. You haven't even watched this shit. We're going I haven't. Straight. I'm excited. Yeah, here we this go. This is like, I remember this. This <laughs> is a seventh grade teacher walking in saying there's a substitute teacher. And Most like, excited I've been all year. You're like, yep. yeah, this is, this is the business. So uh, we about to go in. All right, here we go. All right. Let's see what we got. I have a headache. It's my only symptom. I go to see three doctors. The neurologist tells me it's an aneurysm. The immunologist says I got a hay fever. The intensivist can't be bothered, sends me to a shrink who tells me that I'm punishing myself because I want to sleep with my mommy. Maybe you're just not getting enough sleep. Pick your specialist, you pick your disease. <laughs> if it's not schizophrenia, what else presents with psych symptoms? Prophyria. Madness of King George. Okay, so that's the main point I wanted to grab, right? Obviously you kind of get the, the gist of what I was kind of going through. And, and so this, led me again i'm on this doctor fit. the house is just inspiring the heck out of me but what it what it um made me think about is again okay if you go to the strength coach it's a strength problem right yep. if you go if you go to the uh, you know the psychologist right something going on in the brain right there's something going on with how he's processing stuff right and if you go to the hitting coach or if you go to uh, the manager, right? If you go to the manager, it's like, ah, oh, you know, he don't got enough confidence or, you know, he's, right. he's, not, he's not buying into, you know, how we, we, how we do things or, and then you go to the, you know, hitting coach is like, oh, and the, you know, and then you have your hitting coach and you got your swing coach, right? You might have your, your guy that's uh, your uh, hitting coordinator or whatever, right? He's more developing from a different perspective. So you might have your swing coach saying, oh, it's a movement problem. And then you got your hitting coach saying, oh, it's because he's not sticking to his approach. Right. Right. And they all have their own spin. And then the front office, the GM, the fans, everybody has their own little twist off of based off of their experience on right. why this guy can't produce, right? Yep. Or why he's not producing. And so For sure. that made me just really think is again, like that it, it, you, everybody's looking at it from their specialist or from their lens, right? We don't right. actually see reality. We see our yep. perception of reality. Right. Yep. And then you have to decipher from all of those that it's not that anybody's necessarily wrong, but there's probably one more right. So than others. Right. Right. For sure. Uh, but we can yep. only see things from our lens. What, what was your, yeah. what was your kind of pull on that? I mean, the thing, the thing with me and, and people probably won't like me and I'm sure you already out of those three, what I would go with is, and the reason I say this is that I always go back to Lance Wheeler that the, that everything starts in the brain right and 
I know that's like a cop out. A lot of people are like, no, it's this, it's this and this. But at the end of the day, I would probably say that majority of the symptoms start here. So if I'm going off of, I don't have, I have limited resources, limited evidence, I would probably start there. But I also, from a psychological perspective, like you're saying, we perceive the world through schemas or like blocking, if you want to say, like we only know um, how we perceive the world based off how we categorize how we see the world. So like, it's not really anybody's fault. And a lot of people hear that and they think that like, oh, Joey's attacking me because I'm a movement coach. Like that's not the case at all. But you also need to understand the limitations based on your specialty. And I think that's the biggest thing that when we've talked about this in other episodes, is it like, what, what can you diagnose based on your specialty and yep. knowing when to say, look, this might not be the right, this might not be the best thing for me. It's like me, like Joey's a lot more advanced. He's a, he's a specialist when it comes to movement. When somebody comes to me and I say, look, this isn't in my strength zone, go talk to Joe. But mm -hmm. a lot of people can't do that. And they just want to instantly diagnose the guy. And if you have, if you're given that diagnosis to the wrong person, then they're running down the wrong branch. So yep. that's my initial thought process. And I'm glad you brought that up because this, the last, I think it was two episodes ago that we did the house one, wasn't it? Or was it last episode? I think it was last episode. Last episode. Yeah. So I, I think, I think it'll be a good building block off that because I think we had some pretty good numbers on that one. I think people like that one. Yeah. And so like, this is, this is the big thing too, is again, like with all of that is again, knowing we talked about this yesterday of knowing where you're not strong and knowing when it's right. an area like, you know, that you're kind of reaching. So for example, <laughs> I mean, look, for example, I'm, I'm big on the movement side, but also too, I mean, again, you have all of these uh, anatomical structures that you're talking about of why somebody is moving the way that they are, right? There's all these different ways and all these different perceptions of, of how to get somebody to get to, to some of these, um, these things. So, so they, they look at like, like a swing coach or like, um, even a hitting coach from a PT lens, right? When I'm working with a lot of um, sports meds, right? Like guys like Ken Crenshaw, some of those guys, like he's like the lead guy with the Diamondbacks when it comes to uh, the medical uh, uh, sports med side. And so one of the things that we, uh, we talk about is again, is that you think of the hitting coach, right? Or the pitching coach as the skill coach, Right. And basically right. what you're doing is you're teaching a lot of coordination, right? Specifics, technique, right? But also too, right. certain techniques can't be executed because of anatomical structures, right? Which is why we do screenings, which is why we do a lot of other things, right? But also too, I mean, again, there's, it, you could, you could, for example, you could have all, the, I gave this example on Twitter the other day, you could have all the range of motion necessary to dance and just not be able to dance, right? right. So there's a lot of coordination. And again, you're, you're training the CNS system and the firing patterns, right? Uh, to do some of these things. So you need a mixture of both, right? It's not one or the other. You need a mixture of all of them, right? Um, to do all these things, right? And all of them might be in, in some ways true, right? But um, I think that, th for example, um, like right now I'm having some, uh, when I work out, I'm having like some pain on my like lower left, uh, left lower back and like a diagonal. Um, like across my lower back when I do certain exercises, right? So I'm, I'm being mindful right. of what exercises are making, I can feel it more, right? right? But also too, while I understand movement and what, what my body's supposed to be doing from a movement standpoint, um, also it, I, might, I might be going after the skill and coordination aspect, aspect of it and trying to clean up my technique. But if we attacked it from multiple angles, like for example, like, yes, I, when I'm doing my, you know, lunges or I'm doing my squats that I'm trying to make sure that I'm not leaning one way or again I have you know doing but again why am I leaning one way right some of it yes I have to be more mindful of my technique and also that's going to help me build up strength in those things too but I could also attack the direct strength component of why I have you know again a uh, asymmetry in one way or another right so like for example like um, I might just be left a uh, weaker in my left glute right I might have less stabilization right uh, a, a different um, I might have a different, uh, set of length tension relationship, right. In that, in that area. And it might be getting pulled from a lot of different ways of different, um, different, uh, different ways. So, so something that I just keep in mind is that we need all of these approaches, right? We want all of these things to be, to be kept in mind, 
um, as we're right. kind of looking into these things and it's not one or another, like uh, in right. certain times, it's good to refer out, like you're saying to in these other right. areas, right? I, I think it does that too, because the, the more simple you can present something, I think the specialty thing, people start to think that like, <laughs> we're doing a little bit too much, which I don't, I don't think we are, but like the development, especially in baseball, it's like, there's this big push in movement and specialties and data and tech and science. And, but the majority of people quite aren't caught up there yet. So like, we still need to keep that in consideration as far as like the more simple the message can be, like the better chance you have to actually get certain things to happen. And especially from a psychological standpoint, like it's, it's just like you're saying, the reason you understand that stuff is because you understand the movement. So it is affecting your brain and how you're moving where some people don't understand the movement. And so they just can't get the movement to happen. If, if that makes sense. So like yeah. for me, I didn't understand the movement. I had to be good mentally. I had to, now that I understand the movement more and more and more and more, I could show up and not be as sharp mentally. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, I really think it is where you're at in the moment. And that's why like general practitioners versus specialists, like, the, the general practitioners are considered what quacks because they don't know as much they're like lumping and throwing things out right yeah. and i think we have more general practitioners in the game of baseball right now than necessarily specialists yeah and it, and it's good too again like of com uh, combining all of these things like for example like um everything again everything works everything sucks right so if if i go into the strength room right and i start working mm -hmm. on it and becoming more mindful of my pelvis right? right. start doing all these things to not only strengthen my pelvis, but I'm also building coordination and things at the same time. And I'm also connecting it with my brain, right? My brain. Now right. I know that I'm working on it, right? Well, I'm mm -hmm. being more mindful. I'm building spatial awareness. I'm building proprioception. I'm building all of these things to keep me more aware. And also too, psychologically also makes me feel more prepared, right? Because I'm working right. towards something and getting better, right? So in reality, again, it's not, again, the body doesn't, it, the body is nature, right? It doesn't know our right. sciences. It doesn't know how we like to slice things up so that we can understand how the body performs. In reality, it's all one thing, right? Right. Um, we break it into pieces to understand it, but it isn't one, it isn't the, they, it is all one thing, right? Right. And so our body is just responding. Yeah. Our body's just, just responding, responding to the stimulus that's being put in. And again, there's a lot of responses and like individuals are all going to be, you respond to things differently. So um, you know, one of the things that, uh, me and, uh, Crenshaw had talked about is that a lot of times is again, like, uh, you can get a lot of results going one way or another, right? Again, I can have a lot of results by, um, for example, some guys move a lot better, right. When they're in their prime mental state, right. Right. So guys are going to be more flowy, right. Guys are going to be, again, their, their movements are going to be more, uh, um, they're going to probably be more efficient. Right. Um, and again, whatever that prime mental state is, is that, and that, for example, let me give you a perfect example of this. Some guys that are more, uh, looser movers. Okay. And again, I'm just going to keep it very general at this point. I don't like the term, you know, the, the binary thought of like loose and tight, right. There's everything in between. Right. Right. So, but again, like your looser movers, they might need to create more tension prior, mm -hmm. uh, to get some pre-tension, right? Right. Uh, prior to a sporting event or a power event. Right. And then some guys might have to, again, be more relaxed. Right. So, right. so for example, um, again, some guys before games, what do they play? They play some crazy intense, really, in, you know, music. And they listen to this like hard hip hop or uh, metal or whatever that is, right. To get them, you know, really in this right. thing for, you know, Bo was God's country. Okay. And, I, yeah. and, and when, he, when that was his, his song or whatever, right. That got you to wherever you needed to be right before you wanted to hit or whatever. Right. Other people, right. other people, again, you might have to play uh, more relaxing music, right. Before right. they play, they got to be calm. They got to have fun. They got to be out of, you know, again, Dustin Verdroya has got to play in, in the, and for some that's making us old. Some people, I don't even remember Dustin. <laughs> right. already, okay. So Dustin Pedroia, right. Has to have play at a different intensity than like Mike Trout or Ken, Giff uh, Ken Griffey Jr., right? They play right. at different intensities. One's, you know, again, very serious. Like, you know, you're out there, I'm trying to step on your throat. Other guys are, again, like 
more playful, um, very loose, you know, other, these other things, right. For them to be able to play where they want to play. Right. Right. So, so that's where, again, it starts with the brain of understanding again. And that's where Crenshaw was telling me like more as a skilled coach is that in a lot of ways, when I'm building coordination, right. I'm trying to like trick the CNS system to do something yep. that it doesn't currently do. Right. You know, yep. and, 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 yep. I'm, and I'm, when I'm trying to trick the CNS system to do what it doesn't currently do, and then continue to do that over and over and over again, I'm building coordination. Right. So again, and that's, and I'm building technique out of that. Um, and I'm limiting, I'm limiting their uh, bandwidth, right. That they start right. to stop having all these crazy movements. Right. And they start to be more consistent. Right. Yep. Um, but we're taking away the options. Yeah. We're taking away, You're some taking of those... away the options without even the player necessarily knowing. And I think, I think that's the, the big point there that I want to hit on is that before I started running down this path, and this started with Dinkle saying the levels we've talked about that the levels that you play at. Yeah. And that's great. Like um, that helped me a lot, but like, I thought it was strictly all mental. Like if I get in this mindset, I can hit, but I was also discrediting like what the mindset did, like you're saying what the CNS and what that tricked my body into doing. Right. Yes. And I discredited the movement, you know, what, it, because I'm loose. Like I would lift in the morning like two hours before a game and then I'd have to zen out because if I if I played tight mentally I was in trouble I had to be loose but I had to be like kind of that like tighter you know what I'm saying yeah and, but I completely discredited what that what the mental state did to my body right yeah. and then I was just preaching like it's all mental it's all mental it's all mental you have kids that aren't great mentally and I'm telling them it's all mental and he's like bro I've listened to this song 18 times and I struck out four times today you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then again, and then, and then like, you only know, again, you start running down that branch of a tree. And again, there's a law of diminishing returns. You can only go so far if you're only looking at something from a psychological perspective, if you're only right. looking at it from movement perspective, if you're only looking at it from a strength perspective, if you're only looking at it from, you know, anatomical structures, or if you're only looking at it from, um, okay. He doesn't have the IQ, the baseball IQ, the approaches, the, all that, like, right. Right. He's good right. in a good mental spot, but he's not that smart. Right. He doesn't understand the game. Right. Again, you could only go so far. I've seen right. extremes of all of those. Right. I've had right. the extremes where this guy is the strongest guy. This guy is the fastest guy, the most powerful athlete. This guy is the, the mentally most tough on our entire organization. This guy is the, the smartest in our entire, or, you know, again, so again, like, for example, like we played, um, like Pablo, right? Our shortstop. Bring that up. Yeah, but yep. he was crazy IQ of baseball, and he was so savvy. And I learned so much from him on the baseball IQ side of things. But at the same time, he was far from our best player, right? right. He was our smartest player when it came to baseball IQ and like again, all, a lot of uh, techniques and why we're doing those things, right? But again, and then we also had then we had Jake Shimmons, right? Right. And then we got Jake. Right. Now Jake's our hardest worker, right? He's our mentally, he's our mental tough you know, guy, right? Like he's right. gritty, right? Has all these things, never going to quit. Like, again, has all these, these great things there, right? It doesn't matter if he struck out 10 times, like he's still, you know, going to do whatever yep. he can to make the team win, right? Right. Again, yep. far from our best player, right? Yep. Then we have our most talented guy that moves the best, right? Mm -hmm. Which I guess, I guess we could say who, I mean, we had a lot of guys, it's tough to say who moved the best, but we had a lot of guys that were pretty good, pretty good movers um yeah i don't know i don't know but we but again but you had everything in between right of those guys of right. okay you had the extreme of a guy that the guys that move really well but they're mentally weak they don't have a good baseball iq for example right um again really strong so like you have um like luke right right uh, luke. I, was, I was gonna say luke he's probably supreme, he was probably yeah supreme physically. athlete Supreme right. athlete, very strong, very great, uh, you know, very fast, very powerful, huge in the weight room, all those great not things, right? Yeah. But again, not the highest baseball IQ, right? Yep. Also not, um, also to not the like most mentally tough, right? Uh, right? Not saying that he was weak, but again, not like not a Supreme on that, that area. Um, right. And, you know, maybe lack these other areas, right? So, so right. it, the thing with all of those is like those all obviously all come together. And that's why organizations have all these different departments, right? And all these different heads, because this is all PE, right? right? These are all player development things. But we For have sure. the tendency to only see things from our lens, right? If you're only a hitting coach, 
right? And you only see everything as strictly, um, you know, strictly from a hitting coach of approaches and like what the guy is thinking. Okay, well, then that's going to limit your perspective and your view on like, you know, again, in totality, what goes into right. player development and what goes into performance. Right. And I think that's why, which you talk about head coaches at a college level, I think that's what made Dinkle so good was that like, he understood and I understood, I think you do understand now why Pablo was so good at the IQ because he had to. That's what he had to do to be on the field today because he wasn't physically gifted. But yeah. if a coach doesn't quite understand that and he tries to get everybody to have a high baseball IQ, now you're taking somebody out of their strengths. And if you took Jake Shimmons and said, look, I just need you to have a good baseball IQ, now you're taking away his athleticism. You're taking everything he's good at. Now, you can also see where they need to work at if you look at their strengths. Like Pablo, I know you have a high baseball IQ. You have that because we need to get you better at this, this, and this. Yeah. Jake, you're a hard worker because, you know, you have to work very hard because you're just – he wasn't a baseball player. I mean, mm -hmm. he was recruited to go run track at Notre Dame, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like he quiet. He relied on his athletic ability. Luke showed up, and he was better than physically gifted 95% of any eye players. Yeah, what is he like? like it was a freaking nature. 6'3", six, 6'4", three, six, like 230. Yeah, he was recruited to play tight end at, like, Fresno State. So yeah. it's like – I think it's also important, especially for college coaches listening, like you have players that fit in these different arenas that can also tell you where you need to work on them, mm. like in the off season, where they need to improve. Yeah. Why are they doing that? Because it's a compensation. It's yeah. it's a compensation. That's what, that's what I was, I was giving someone the example the other day of the same thing, like in the weight room, right? Let's say I have a massive, right? Where deadlifts were my thing, right? I love to do deadlifts and I had a very high deadlift. Well, for me to get better, how much better is it for me to have a 500-pound deadlift, a 530-pound deadlift? Right. Or if you went and looked at like my single leg squats or something like that, right? Or like, you know, a pistol squat. If I couldn't do one or if I couldn't do three pistol squats, right? right. And I had no single leg stability. What do you think is going to make me a better athlete? Trying to take my deadlift from 500 to 530, right? Or starting to work on some of my instability on, you know, on a single leg or something like that, right? Like, again, there's For a sure. lot of diminishing returns. And so, of course, we always want to be in the area that we're strong in, right? But in real, reality, right. from development, we probably need to get out. Like, again, when, when it's game time, okay, yeah, stay in your strength zone. But when it's not game right. time, we need to look on developing all those other skills, right? Right. Um, developing all those other skills and maintaining my, you know, high, my very high level as well. Right. It's not like, again, right. if I'm going to, if I'm going to, um, a big power guy, it's not that like I want to give up my power. No, no, no. Power is great. Right. right? But I also want to work on my other things, right. Again, if that's, um, you know, again, uh, let's say that's barrel control for some guys, right. Maybe again, right. you know, we already have a team full of power guys and, you know, we need this guy to be able to, he's not batting in the three or four hole, right. He's batting, you know, he's got a bat two for us, or he's got a bat six for us or whatever. And we need for our team, we need him to be able to, yeah, drive the ball, but we also need to be able to spray balls to right field every once in a while for, you know, whatever we're doing. Right. And again, maybe right. that's, maybe that's your approach for whatever guy. Right. Um, some coaches will agree with that philosophy. Some wouldn't, right. Everything's <laughs> different depending on the team. Right. Now, right. maybe it's the extreme opposite, right? Maybe you have a guy who has great barrel control, but he hardly ever drives the ball over 200 feet. Okay. Right. Again, what are we working on with that guy when it comes into, you know, and again, he might be very strong in the weight room, very strong, right? Very strong, but doesn't drive the ball more than 200 feet and just barrel control guy when he goes to hit. Okay. So the strength, and again, maybe the engine's already there. So we got to work right. on some different things of, again, maybe it's the angle, the balls are coming off the bat. Again, what's going on in his head and his approach and what he's trying to do at the plate. Like there's all of these things that go into it, right? And the art of like figuring out how to get the most production out of somebody. Um, right. But I think that that's like a very important point for us to like, look, you know, evaluate is, right. is, you know, again, we, there's a law of diminishing returns and we all want to stay in our strength. I wanted the deadlift because I was good at deadlifting. Yeah. You know, I love deadlift day. Right. 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 Meanwhile, I probably should have spent more time doing other things, you know? Exactly. Right. And I think, and it's easy to, easier to see in the weight room. I used to argue with this before you got there, the year before you got there is that, we would the inefficiencies are easy to see in the weight room because i'm lifting i can see it with my eyes right wow. and i always used to say we need wow. to take this approach onto the field like yeah. i need this on the field i mean 
It's just like, look, if I have to drag bunt because I can't hit the ball to the right field, I'm not going to work on drag bunting. I'm going to work on hitting the ball to the right field. Just like you're saying, if I have instability on the left side of my body, I'm going to start doing single leg pistol squats. I'm not just going to keep on feeding into the right side, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, especially small colleges, and I com commend anybody out there doing it because you the head coach, you're the weight coach, you're the freaking physical therapist, you're the AD. Like a lot of times they just don't have the resources to do it. Mm -hmm. But like the weight room gives us a good... Um, framework to work with when we're talking about making changes on the field it's just like you're saying you know if i have instability on um, i have a hard time getting in my left into my left glute i'm probably gonna do single leg pistol squats but a lot of times on the field all i have to do is rely on drag bunting and we had a guy like this at sterling right we told him like you should try to drag butt once a game when in reality we probably should have just worked on the issue of why he needed to bunt all the time you know what i'm saying and i know it's hard because a lot of these schools have to win today. So it's like, I don't, I don't have enough time to really sit here and try to get you to make all the changes we need to. But like, especially at small schools, because these guys are strength coach, they're the PT, they're the, they're the AD, they're doing all these different things. They just don't have the time, right? Mm. Um, am, I, am I cutting out? No, you're good. No. Um, but I think that it's to transfer it over onto the field and stop work on why your players are compensating so hard instead mm -hmm. of just feeding the compensation to win today. Yeah. If that well, makes sense. And there's times of the year to do it. Right. I mean, you, you, again, obviously this year is a little bit different than most years. Right. Right. But there's times of the year where, again, you can work on some of these bigger changes, you know, again, and, and sometimes again, we just go to at first off, if you don't have the skill to make some of these changes as a coach, right? That's some of the problem too, right? Like, okay, I know what he can't do, but I can't get him to do, right? That's, right. you know, that's, um, what do they say? Um, like intangibles, sometimes like, again, like I remember back in the day, an intangible was throwing the ball hard. We can't, you can't right. teach that. You can't teach a guy to throw the ball hard. Well, <laughs> right. we know that that's wrong, right? You can't teach a guy to have that like power like that. It's like, no, I mean, you could have, you could, I've definitely taken a lot of guys that were just like more single and spray guys and make them gap to gap guys. Or again, you could, you could move, you could move. And depending on the guy, there might be a big unlock. I've had guys that are, you know, just very handsy and getting blown up and slicing balls that all of a sudden, they, and they were a big dude. They already have all the potential. They already had the engine. They already had the size. They just were, their technique was very off. And again, their mindset was very off. And again, you can see some drastic jumps, right? Some guys are diamonds in the rough, Right. So of course, coaches are always trying to find those guys. But my point is though, is that like, obviously you're limiting your, yourself as a coach. If you don't have some of these other tools of being able to make some of these changes and being able to do some of these things. And again, like um, there could be, you know, there could be a, a drill that just unlocks everything for that guy, you know, or a, a set of a couple things, or again, um, you know, you combine all that stuff together where again, like in major league baseball, you know, these guys are very far, far along already, but again, you have everybody on that, like a, a development plan for this athlete, right? In the weight room, they're right. working on the same things that they're working out on the field, right? They're just doing it from a skilled perspective or a strength perspective. And then you got, you, again, your, your, your psychologist is also working as well. Your manager understands what he's working on and also working on more of his mindset, yada, yada, like all of these things, right? All of these groupings of people working together uh, to really help develop this athlete and that, that these right. Athletes, right? So, right. it, you know, there's, there's times of the year and there's also other times of the year where it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're, we're continuing the work, but we're not making big changes, right? We're just right. tightening things up. We're trying to keep you at your, your peak every day, uh, you know, help you, you know, continue to stay anchored or, you know, continue to do some, whatever this, whatever that thing is for you. Right. Right. Um, right. You know, what makes I think that I think the hard part with a lot of that stuff and that, there's very, I don't want to say few programs, but there's more programs that don't have the player development um, set up in place as far as like the system that do. You have obviously big league clubs, you have division one clubs, and you have probably have some division two clubs that have a pretty good system in place. But majority of programs, they probably do have like a strength coach, you probably have ATs, you probably have this, but like the synergy isn't quite there. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was bringing that up is that like some guys are probably listening and being like, yeah, I wish I had all that. Stuff. 
stuff. And that's why they're forced to kind of be like the general practitioner instead of the specialist. Cause they just can't afford to, you know what I'm saying? Like when I, when I was coaching, I couldn't, I spent a lot of time studying the swing, but I also had to go recruit. I had to be able to, you know, talk about approach. I had to talk about defense. I had to talk about output play. I had to talk about catching play. And this, I think some coaches may be listening and saying like that, that all sounds great. Like I, I I'm with you, but how can I implement the stuff into my program? Mm. You know, yeah, which is tough. I mean, it is tough. I, I don't, I don't know if there's really one right answer. Well, you I think, I think, I think, in, and again, with that start though, is again, that like, you don't need being a general practitioner, especially like as a manager or something like that is, or again, a head coach is important, right? Like you need to have your hands in a bunch of buckets so you could start to understand the languages that they're speaking and why they're working on the, all these other things. You don't have, need to be the specialist in that area, but right. you have some tools and understanding of what these coaches are trying to communicate with you. And again, that's because then it look if by not, by not going into these other realms, you're becoming a specialist yourself and you're getting away from all of these other arenas, right? So sure. again, as a college coach, you are a specialist. You are a, high, a college coach specialist. Like this is what you do. Right. You understand the routine. You understand the limitations. You understand all these other things that people outside the field might not understand. But at the same time, right? If you had some of these other tools, other than, you know, again, just a general college coach, and you had some of the, where again, you had a background in anatomy, you had a background in uh, physiology, right? If you had a background in kinesiology, if you had a background in biomechanics, or you had a background in uh, sports psychology, or you had a background, right? And, and then look, now we're starting to build a curriculum, which is again, what they do. And um, when you, again, you want to be a coach, if there's like a lot of colleges that offer, uh, you know, these coaching classes are these coaching right. majors that, you know, hit on a lot of these areas that you're building a curriculum, you don't necessarily, right. again, just want to go down, obviously just one route. Um, because again, um, it, it's great. We need specialists too. There's nothing wrong with becoming a specialist. If that's your passion and that's right. what you want to do. Like, for sure. Great. But also too, right. you're going to be, um, you know, uh, there's, there's room for all of it, right? You have doctors that are specialists and then you also have general practitioners, right? And you got everything in between. Right. right. Some guys that, you right. know, again, are, you specialize on just hands, face, right. Uh, plastic surgery, right. Uh, you know, foot doctors, right. Hip doctors, knee doctors, right. Elbow doctor. There's got, there's all these specialties. And then there's obviously the general practitioners that, you know, you know, when you're sick, you go and Well, and there's, there's specialists, specialists, specialists within the specialties too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, especially when we talk about hitting, I guess that's what separates the hitting coach versus the swing coach is that mm -hmm. you look at all the guys that are in the private sector, right? Um, you have all these different theories, all these different philosophies, all these people that focus on different things, right? And we'll go back to the beginning, what you talked about with the house thing. If I'm a player, and I'm working on my swing and I go to these different hitting coaches and they all give me different prescriptions. Help me out, Joe, on how I should decipher like this guy's best for me, this guy's best for me, or this guy's best for me, because I went through that process eight years ago. And today it's way more, there's way more options. There's way more information out there. Like how can I decipher through some of this stuff? Um, because like it, because like you said, that, that guy went in there with, uh, I can't remember what he went in the symptoms for. He had three specialists, give him three different, three different answers. Right. And uh, it's the same with hitting. You have all these people looking at this information on Twitter yeah. and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I, that's not the argument here. I don't, let's, yeah. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm talking about the player. How do I look at that and go, okay, this is probably where I need to go. Well, I think it's just like, it kind of like being, uh, I mean, one, first I'll say, let me address that it's, it's difficult, especially mm -hmm. when you're again, it's just like someone that's going in, you've never been sick and you go in and you're right. sick, you know, a doctor right. talks to you and you're like, Oh, well, this doctor is a doctor. Like they must be, and they know what they're talking about. They, I mean, obviously this is their specialty. You know, they see this type of thing all the time. I think what it really comes down to is results. You know, right. that's what it really comes down to. You got to try, you got to fail quicker. Right. Um, you know, I, I think it was, uh, I was just reading last night. I think it was uh, Facebook. I think they're, you know, I think they're, uh, uh, Zuckerberg's thing was like move fast and break things, right? Mm -hmm. Like when, again, like when you're in that same way, right? You go see a doctor, you do a treatment plan, 
And, you know, after a certain period of time, like, again, you got kind of give yourself an understanding of the doctors to say, oh, you should start to see results around, you know, two weeks, three weeks, right, week, immediately, right, whatever this is, right. And if you aren't getting those results, and you have that timetable in your head, and of course, everybody's going to come up with excuses and justify why, you know, results might not be happening. But if you set a tone, like, okay, look, within six weeks, I should see some results from this, right. And if I'm not seeing some of these results, again, maybe it's good for me to go. And again, maybe not fully remove myself. Maybe again, I just go see another specialist, right. Or I go see another, another right. doctor or, and then also too, you're looking at, uh, you also look at two of success, success. So again, we talked about probabilities, right? Some people are more successful than others, right? Right. It's not like there's a database of saying like, okay, these guys that have worked with these guys, you know, and again, uh, people try to do this by just going and working with guys that work with pros. Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing is too, again, there's where it also gets confusing as well as someone can go work with a pro, right. And not be great for your 12 year old. Right. Right. Or the opposite, just because he works with pros doesn't mean he's a good hitting coach. He just might be very well connected, you know? Right. So, that's where I think when it comes back to is like, realistically, it's just, and it doesn't even matter too. If I've gotten results with, you know, 300 athletes, right. And you're 301 and you're not getting at, and you're not getting results with me. It's okay. I think it, I, I encourage one for uh, athletes to go and uh, listen to other hitting coaches and all that stuff and like bring them back and like, let's have conversations, but also too, like, I'm also down for guys to go hit with a bunch of dudes. I hit with a bunch of dudes. Like, I, I don't necessarily, right. uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really mind it. Um, right. You know, again, sometimes it gets uh, problematic when you start to, when the, the techniques are countering each other. Right. It's like, right. It's like, if you're going to, uh, you're trying to learn, you know, Muay Thai and then you're going to like karate studio or something like that. Like it's good. Like, you can understand, but again, it also too, um, you know, there might be some difficulties because of how the technique is done and, and karate is much different than the technique in Muay Thai. So there's obviously a lot of overlap as well, but with right. that as well, like it could, it become, it could become, you know, um, for example, one of the things to, um, and a little out of context, but it, it kind of helps with where I'm going to is like, in the Bible, it says like, you can't serve two masters. You know, you mm. can't serve two masters because as you serve one, the other one's going to get upset, right? Because again, you're spending less time. It's like, it's like, again, there's a law of diminishing returns. You can only have so many people feeding into you where again, there's too many chefs in the kitchen, right? Right. Like, and we've all had that example, right? Where there's just too many people in the kitchen, right? There's too many people, everybody's trying to do this and this is how they cook. And then, and then it just like, it gets messy, you know? Right. So, so I, I think in reality, again, really just comes down to results. Like if you're getting results with guys, like, and again, you're getting, and again, also the, it's not that you won't get results with other guys. Some guys you're just going to get more results with. Right. Right. And so I think it's more with that. There isn't look, if it was as easy as here, you know, let me give you your three tips, right? three tips. And you know, again, like here's the, here's the, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, again, this is right. a very messy process. Same thing too with doctors. Like it's not like everyone that every person that goes to the house, like house fixes, and he's got a hundred percent, you know, grade. He, if they doc, if he went to some other doctor, the doctor might help you more than house could. Right. Right. So, right. Um, he's got a high percentage of being able to help a lot of people, but he's not the perfect writer. He's not the, there could be a doctor that knows far less, but knows exactly about what's wrong with this guy and can be the perfect doctor for that guy. You know? Right. So right. I think, I think in that, in that same well, a way there's like, you know, obviously you're going by results. You're going by, um, best case scenario and probabilities, but at the end of the day, I mean, like you still gotta, you know, um, have right. some people and, and like make some decisions and it's not, you know, again, there's not going to be, we always want a textbook, do this, do this, do this, but I mean, right. And that, like it kind of was a rabbit hole because a good, any good coach, especially training at that level, do some type of assessment with the athlete and then probably say like, I don't think you're a good fit for me in the technique I teach. That's what I would do because, you know, I pride myself on integrity and not just collecting dollars. But like, I think that that could win some people out there too. But I also wanted to throw that out there because there are some people that are doing these lessons and doing these things and collect money and take as many people on as they can, even though it might not be necessarily be the right fit. Um, and like you're saying, I think the track record's big, like, you know, if you, if, if he can't show you improved results prior to you even trying to get with him, you're probably in trouble there. Um, but yeah, I think I more wanted to pick your brain on that because there are so many hitting coaches now that 
it's kind of hard to see, right? Yeah. Um, but I also think too, like, I always go back to like the vibe and the approach and people like the culture that we put out, especially at 108. Now we get that now with the farm system is that like, before you even talk about the movement, I think it's just like, are you a good fit? Because if you can't make the connection with the coach and not necessarily for pro guys, we talk about that all the time. A lot of the pro guys that train, it's more like a business transaction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really care to, I don't, I mean, most of them do make a relationship with you, but like, I just want the results. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need another friend. I didn't come with you to make a friend, to have a friend. I came with you for a service, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. For sure. Where, where obviously with younger athletes, like again, I had a parent text me this morning and they're like a scholarship. He's like, he's like 12. And, she, and he's like, a scholarship's like the number one, you know, because it was like National Signing Day yesterday. Right. And so he's right. like, a scholarship's like the number one goal. Like, can't wait for this thing. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, from my perspective, like, again, I'm just trying to help him be a better father, you know, husband and like a man of God. Like, you know, again, the scholarship will be a byproduct. Like, we know we're putting in the work. We know they're doing all those other things. And, and, and again, it's a lot different when you're developing a youth athlete, right? Like up, that's a lot different than obviously- right. Uh, you're having a guy that's already a pro, right? And you're doing this. Right. It's a different, it's right. A different thing, right? Right. And I think, I mean, I don't know if I should ask you this, but like, do you do you prefer working with certain age and demographics a little bit more than the other one? I mean, what do you like about the that stuff? Would you, would you, because I know some people are like, I don't really want to work with kids that are younger than 16. Yeah, or I don't want to work with kids that are I, older than 16. I, I guess I'll refer to um, like house here. He doesn't really care about what age he works with. I, I, I enjoy the puzzle. Right. You know, so if they're again, like figuring out how to do it for a nine-year-old is almost the same to me as working with the pro guys. Pro guys just tend to often be a, a more difficult puzzle because it's like they're so far down a road and you have such limited time you know, when they're young, you can make a bunch of mistakes as a coach and still get them to a pretty good point. You know, like you could still correct, you know, you start off bad. You could literally go completely the opposite way and turn around and still like hit your mark, you know, where, um, you know, like pro guys, you have a very limited window of time that they can, you know, hit that mark. And so like, if you're, you know, just slightly off or whatever, you know, it's like one little pinpoint, if you're just slightly off, you miss the mark, you know? So it's, it's, I, 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 uh, and also too, it's fun in the sense of like, um, um, pro guys, you get to see them on TV, right. You know, they get to see like a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of, um, stuff around it, right. That makes it sports so exciting. Um, but also at the same time, again, like, it's also very fun for me to be at youth games and seeing little dudes like crush too. So, um, I wouldn't say that I necessarily prefer one or the other. I, 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 I admire the task at hand, you know, like at the, right, the challenge. The puzzle is interesting to me. The problem solver. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. How we're going to get that guy from here to here, like that process is, is I, I, I more enjoy that and like coming up with things and like being creative and like trying, you know, like that side of things. Uh, I like, I, I used to say, I used to say I do far worse with things that I'm like, okay, anybody could just, you know, again, give them a general plan and this will work out you know, um, he'll get stronger, all the thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't want someone, I don't want to follow a white and black path that like, this is how we get the person better. Right. And again, and, and some guys, it is pretty white and black. Like everybody likes to, I was talking about this other day. Everybody likes to think of themselves as a unicorn, but in reality, we all probably basically fall into the buckets. Right. Right. In general, we start falling into buckets, right. Of things that have already been identified. And there's very easy, easy ways to develop a bunch of players. Right. Now there is these unicorns, there is these very, you know, off thing, but more often than not, again, what a unicorn is, is it, it's not often, it doesn't happen often, right? That's the reason that they're called unicorns, right? So when it comes to those things, it's, I mean, obviously that's, that's, a, that's a different thing. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's more on, on that side of thing. I like to go after, I want to go after things where it's like, Hey, this is the problem and we have no idea how to fix it. Right. Those are more exciting things to me than Hey, here's the problem. Here's the work that you're going to have to do um, to get it there. It's going to take a lot of work, but it, you know, it can be done. And you know, all those things like, I kind of like, it's like, Hey, we don't think this could be done. Like, you know, blah, blah. blah. And then like figuring out a answer, a problem solving that. Do issue. you think that, 
do you think that um, you would have a hard time coaching in like a college team now based off of that? Um, no, I think, again, I think it could be applied over in another, another way. I mean, obviously with all the stuff that we're doing from a business angle is, is much different, but I think from the college perspective is again, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of problems, right? You're running a very, you're basically running a big organization. You're trying to figure out how, you know, this mid major or whatever can make it to and compete with these other guys that have far bigger budgets and far bigger, the yada, yada, yada. So I think there's, again, there's a big puzzle there. There's a bunch of ways of how you can organize it and how, you know, how you structure your team and going out and get recruiting players when the bigger schools are trying to, you know, taking all your, your better players and like trying to, right. you know, in the middle, like there's, there's still a lot of, a, a lot of puzzling, um, you know, things that you're working out throughout the, those levels too, you know? Right. Yeah. I think it's just a different puzzle as opposed to just the player development piece yeah. that we were talking about before. Yeah. And I, and right. that's why I enjoy, I think again, like shows like, um, like house is again, as he's going through things, he's like, you know, using a deductive reasoning, mindset right okay if it's this test came back this so it can't be this so it can't be this you know we got to do like like again trying to figure out an answer to something that you know fell quick too yeah. i like that one i like the zuckerberg quote too with that mm -hmm. the fell quick yeah i think i think and i think, I think that things. i think a lot of people don't do that though because it's like an insecurity for them they yeah. have like five tools they can use maybe yeah. three well, so it's like well, i can't if, if i if i burn all my if i shoot all my bullets now i'm gonna die <laughs> you know that's, but that's the crazy thing is again like what's the worst that could happen like if you you do all your things you're like okay well like you realize that there's got to be other ways like i i don't i don't um again i wasn't always like this but again like i don't mind being wrong you know right. like if i'm wrong it actually is like exciting i was literally saying something the other day i love identifying when i have an insecurity about something you know what I'm saying? Because that gives me like, it's inspiring to me. Cause now I'm like, okay, I can work on that area and I can get better at that, you know, whatever that is. And again, we've talked about this before and I'll state this again. If you think you don't have insecurities, like that's your blind spot. Everybody has insecurities. Right. You never eliminate all of your insecurities, right? You have insecurities, right. there's things that again, that are being developed. There's insecurities that are being developed every day while you're getting, you know, demolishing this building over here of insecurity, you're building one in another area, right? right. For whatever reason, again, when it comes to uh, the brain and why it, you know, those things are happening that we're always building these new insecurities. That's like, and now you have a wife and now you get jealous or, uh, you know, again, you have, a, you now coach a team and someone's questioning your coaching style or whatever these things are, right. We start to, we start to build some these things around it. So I, I think I like enjoy in that same way of being like, when there's things that I need to work on or there's things that I can't get results with a certain guy, like I just had a college coach, I have college coaches, I have hitting coordinators, they reach out constantly like hey i'm working on this with this guy and i can't get him to do what i wanted to do what what ideas do you have those guys that's right. why they're in those positions though you know what i'm saying is they're right. willing to reach out and say hey i tried all the stuff i again it's not working or it's good i'm getting very minimal results do you have any ideas on how you would go about it let's talk about that you know right isn't it funny too that like a lot of the head coaches or the best managers don't necessarily know all the information they're the best at surrounding themselves or outsourcing or finding the information. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny how that works where like we, we always assume that like, and Monty is good, but like we're Dinkle, for example, we always think that like Dinkle's the master of player development, but he's good, but he's also very good at finding people and placing the right system around him yeah. to really be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, again, you might lean further like him. He leans more on the pitching side, right? right. So you might lean more one way than another, but again, like in reality, again, it's like surrounding yourself with, um, you know, all these other people that are really good in these other areas. Like, again, it's like almost like I need to know enough to be able to make right. decisions. You know, I need to know enough to be able to communicate right. with everybody. But at the same time, I don't need to be a specialist, you know. And again, everybody plays a role within that. But yeah, the, the technician, um, the technician or the guy that's the smartest uh, in this one area does it again. Like we talked about with, you know, Justin Stone, like. Stone's not in his position because he's just a good hitting coach, you know? Right. So that's, that's the big thing is again, if you just become just a good hitting coach, like that's all you'll be is just a good hitting coach, which is fine. Again, we need those too. Right. Right. But just understand. And again, if I'm just trying to make an alignment of like, okay, if I'm trying to get to here, right. If I want to be a manager, it's not about being the best hitting coach. Right. Then 
Um, and don't get me wrong, again, you need to be where your feet are. But again, it's very good to keep yourself very broad and understanding other people's languages and understanding pitching and understanding the SNC and understanding the admin work and understanding all of these other things that come along with, again, talking to the public, yada, 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 right? Um, all these things, uh, diffusing things, going around, you know, putting out fires, all, all these things, right, that go into um, you know, the leadership ability. Some people can do their job really well, but they can't get other people to do their job very well, right? They can't right. inspire, they can't hold people accountable, they can't have some of these tougher conversations. Like there's all of these things, right, that need to go into it um, that are just something to keep in mind, you know? Right, yeah. They're the, truly are the best general practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> what else, what else you got from house? You got another quote for us or no? That's it. No, that's the only one. That's the big inspi inspiration one that I was, uh, I, I wanted to pull from. Um, and that's good. I think, I think in reality there, uh, it's a good place. Again, as, as we continue to have things pop up, it's good to, to talk through them. So I think that's, right. that's all, that's all I got, Bo. You got anything? Just, I mean, I will say, I think this is a good plug for farm plus, especially with the stuff we got coming out now. I don't know about you, Joe. Are yeah. you on Farm Plus? Because Me? I'm getting charged two ninety nine or five bucks a month. I, I haven't seen you get charged I, once. Yet. I know, I know the, so. I know the, uh, I know the, uh, some of the guys on the sales team, and they they can they mm. got me, they got me connected. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's yeah, me. That's, that's you. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> you got me in there. Um, so uh, no, yeah. Again, obviously, again, we have a whole bunch of things coming out for Farm Plus. We just released that a. Uh, the, the farm board course, farm board awesome. course. We've got a bunch of more courses that are coming out here pretty soon. Yep. Get plugged in, get plugged in again. I'm just going to drop it again. Farm plus won't be uh, as cheap as it is right now forever. Right. So it gets our diving in. There's so many things that need to be added. we got a bunch of drills that are be added. And we've got like 244 like lessons that are going to be uh, dropped on there right now. Again, that was increased by the day. We'll have another like 10 yep. today. <laughs> Um, so again, all these things, um, just stay plugged in. If you ain't plugged in, listen, if you listen into the podcast, cause we look at the numbers, there's a lot of yep. you listening to the podcast and diving in, right. But not buying in you diving in, yep. you ain't buying in. Right. So if that's you, you your again, floaties on, yeah, you got to yeah. take your floaties off and dive in head first. Yeah, Come man. On. Get in there. Go, go, go give it a peekaboo, right. If you can't invest 60 bucks a year, come on now. Come on, invest 60 bucks a year in yourself. Cheaper, sure. cheaper than anywhere you're going to get in anywhere right now. So cool. All right. Well, until next time, <laughs> farm system out. <laughs>